She always told me to just include people and volunteer. And before she had Alzheimer's, she would always go to nursing homes and volunteer herself. So she taught me that empathy. Hi, I'm Bobby, a certified caregiving consultant and educator. In addition to speaking at caregiver conferences and on webinars, I work one-on-one with family caregivers to help them respond to the often confusing and sometimes aggressive behaviors that come with a dementia diagnosis. And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist, and I also speak at caregiver conferences. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Here, we offer our practical insights and share some emotional support, and our goal is to focus on the caregiver. And we might even share a laugh or two, because we all know laughter's the best medicine. And don't forget my wine, Mike. No, shh. Don't don't say that stuff. We have a young lady here today. (laughs) Shh. That's okay. She knows about mommy juice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, speaking of a young lady here today. There are a lot of young people out there doing some amazing things to help others. Absolutely. And according to Family Matters in HomeCare.com, there are an estimated 1.4 million youth between 8 and 19 years old caring for a family member. And there are about 400,000 of them between the ages of 8 and 11. And that brings us to today's guest, who is 15 years old and the executive director and founder of both Kid Caregivers and Puzzles to Remember. Kid Caregivers is a 501c3 nonprofit which supports and empowers children who are acting as caregivers. Kid Caregivers' mission is to help young people cope and to enliven the lives of adults living with Alzheimer's disease. Today, we are very pleased to welcome Haley Richmond. Haley, thank you so much for joining us. When I first became aware of the wonderful work that you're doing, I was so pleased to see about the special relationship you had with your grandmother. I wonder if you might start us off by telling us about her. Yes. So um, my grandmother was my best friend. And when I was four years old, she got diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. And it changed many things because she couldn't live alone anymore. And she started to forget things. And it was kind of hard for me. So I founded my support group, Kid Caregivers, which gives tips and ideas and suggestions to kids who are dealing with loved ones of Alzheimer's disease so they don't feel alone. Did she always remember you? Not always, but she would call me my mom's name or another relative. But she would know that I'm family, if that makes sense. And she knew that she loved you. Yes. Forever and ever. Amen. (laughs) Now, so that's what prompted you to start the Kid Caregivers? Yes, because I I felt alone because there were support groups for adults, but there were none for kids who are dealing with a caregiver, a loved one who has Alzheimer's disease, and I didn't want them to feel the same way I felt alone. So how did you go about starting that? I mean, aside from the technical aspects of starting a 501c3, et cetera, et cetera, but actually just finding the other kids your age or a little bit older, a little bit younger that needed that type of support. Yeah. So I would originally just post my experiences with my grandmother and people would search it up and they would see, and they would write to me, they would email me or comment on my blog Mm. 
about struggles they were having and I would give them advice. And I've recently been doing lots of Zoom calls with kids to help give them suggestions. And we talk to each other with guidance counselors present. That's awesome. Now, are there particular issues that, you know, you find that kids cope with that maybe the adults do not? Because we know behaviors manifest themselves sometimes based on the relationship they have with that person. Yeah. um, Sometimes kids would ask me why their grandparent didn't want to eat or why they'd be scared to go into my their facility. I know when I was dealing with my grandmother, it was confusing for me to see why she didn't want to go into her nursing home. She would always like yell and say she didn't want to go in there. And it was confusing to me. And a lot of other kids had that issue. And we were able to talk through it and explain, you know, why their grandparent was dealing with that. And can you share that with our listeners? Yeah. So Sometimes when I would bring my grandmother into her facility, she would be confused and she would say this isn't her home and she wouldn't want to go in. She would stop the wheelchair and I would just calm her down by saying, Grandma, I'm going to come in there. Can you come with me? I'm cold. So, of course, since she loved me, she would want to come in there so I wouldn't be cold and it would calm her down. So I gave that suggestion to many of the kids who were having that same issue. You know, I like the idea that you say you give suggestions because that's one of the things that I do too. I never tell people this is what you're supposed to do or what you should do. I say, I'd like to suggest you try this or I have a suggestion that I learned from Haley when I talked to her on our podcast and I'd like to share that with you. So yeah, that's a very good way to do it because a lot of us don't like to be told what to do. Yeah. So I understand that... Kid Caregivers is a certifying organization for the Points of Light Presidential Volunteer Service Award? Yes. How did that come about? Yeah, so um, when I reached out to the Points of Light and Generation On, and I started doing work with them, I won an award, and I started teaming up with them, and I helped get my organization out there. How do you even know about these places to reach out to, like Points yeah. of Light? And- <laughs> um, me and my mom work together, and we research together about different places and how we can get kid caregivers to more people. Now, in 2018, you were awarded the Prudential Spirit of Community Awards, right? Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. And, and speaking of awards... You just recently, in May, were a recipient of, as a Call for Kindness fellow. Yes. So talk about that for a second, because I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, so um, I was represented as a Call for Kindness fellow for kid caregivers and my work with Alzheimer's disease, and they've helped us by getting, like, we can get more puzzles to more places, because we're trying to get puzzles to a lot of places that don't have a lot of resources. So they're helping us with that and other things. So it's really great. Now we ha- now, talk about the puzzles. I'm yeah, sorry. We, ha- we haven't talked about puzzle time yet. And one of the first things that I really loved when I found you and I went to your website was going into the care homes and the puzzle time chapters and working with puzzles and, 
you know, with dementia and helping with memory care, we we speak often about ways to help people with dementia relate to other people and to share their memories. And we're very interested in um, Puzzle Time. Yes. So I started Puzzle Time a couple of years ago when I would go and drop off puzzles to facilities through my organization, Puzzles to Remember, which gives and distributes puzzles to people who are living with Alzheimer's disease and their facilities. And I thought maybe instead of just dropping them off, we can actually get students in there for an intergenerational connection. Because I know when I would solve puzzles with my grandmother, the other people at her nursing home would always be intrigued. So I would go there and I would solve with all of them. And I saw how much joy it just brought to everyone. I thought, why can't we get this in more nursing homes? So we have our specialized Springbok Alzheimer's puzzles that have 36 pieces and have larger pieces because most puzzles that have larger pieces have childlike images. And someone with Alzheimer's doesn't necessarily want a picture of that. They want something adult-like. So they have pictures like the sky or flowers or the Eiffel Tower, which not only makes conversation, but, you know, it makes them feel good that they're solving this beautiful puzzle. And high school students come in for an hour of puzzle solving time and they work together with the seniors. And it's really a beautiful connection for both the senior and the student. You said they're special puzzles. So you had to work through getting somebody to make these puzzles, yes? Yes. So we've teamed up with Springbok, who manufactures the puzzles. And we also get some of our puzzles through donations and puzzle companies will reach out to us saying that they have extra puzzles and we um, do fundraisers to collect money for puzzles. So we get them in a lot of facilities. Now you said you have young people going in to do the puzzles with, with the, with the residents. I would imagine that the care homes have regulations for people coming in and they want to make sure that the young people are coming in know what's expected of them? Is is there a training program? Yes. So I will either, depending on how close I am, come there in person to train them, or we have online videos that we send them and practice sessions. And we have an ambassador. So an ambassador could be like the head person to that. For example, we have ambassadors in Maryland who like guide the program and they'll come to the facilities to train new people. If a new group of people want to come start doing puzzles, they'll come and they'll explain them, they'll show the video and they'll tell them what needs to happen. And then after they've trained them, then they can go to the facilities. And there is a puzzle time chapter in every state. Yeah. Almost every state. Yeah. And 16 countries beside the U.S. is what I read. Yeah. We have it in many different countries and many different ambassadors worldwide. Now, we, we spoke with an organization that called Dementia Buddies and uh, Alzheimer's Buddies, and they are also expanding across the states and they um, connect people in colleges to go into care homes. And I wonder if there might not be a connection that are kids in college too old to be part of your program or, you know, would connecting the two of you maybe be something you might be interested in? Sure. Yeah, we have um, ambassadors from very young Girl Scouts to anyone who wants to volunteer. 
And do you find that there's certain puzzles that are that make an easier connection or people connect to more than others? I think the puzzles with lots of different colors and scenery on them, like birds, animals, or buildings are really nice because they're a good conversation starter. You can ask, what's your favorite bird or what's your favorite flower? So it's a really nice conversation topic. Say we live here in Northern Virginia. We live in the Western part of Northern Virginia. How would I go about finding a puzzle time chapter in my area? So um, you can either email us at our Gmail or on our website and reach out to us saying you want to start a puzzle time chapter. And if there's no ambassador where you are, you can become an ambassador or we can find you an ambassador and we'll give you some facilities to go to and we'll help guide you through it. And then you can go to the facility depending on how many times you want. If you want to go once a month, or once every two months. You re- you actually research the facilities or the facilities come to you and say, hey, put me on your list? Um, Actually, both. Sometimes, depending on who wants to volunteer, I'll reach out to facilities or some facilities will reach out to me saying they want to get volunteers there. So one of the things I saw was that you encourage young people to use their skills to benefit the dementia community. Can you explain that a little bit? Yes. So I feel no matter how old you are, you can make a difference. Sure. So I encourage young people to just go into their world and do what you would normally do with a friend with them. They would talk and I say, you know, just make conversation because just talking to someone who might be having a bad day or a rough day with Alzheimer's disease really, I know, helps them. I remember when I would go to my grandmother's facilities, lots of people would be agitated and just solving a simple puzzle would put a smile on their face. We mentioned your your grandmother at the very, very beginning, but she's very much a part of this. And, you know, you are very much a part of her, you know, kind of carrying on her spirit in her life. Tell us one of your favorite moments of being with your grandma. Oh, there's so many. Maybe some of my favorite moments would actually be when we would solve puzzles together and then other people would join in. And she always told me to just include people and volunteer. And before she had Alzheimer's, she would always go to nursing homes and volunteer herself. So she taught me that empathy. And, you know, even when she had Alzheimer's, she would always want to include the people at her facility to solve puzzles with me. So it really warmed my heart about that. Well, what about being, you know, even before that, you know, as you were growing up as a little girl, you know, we have, we have uh, eight grandchildren and, and, um, you know, special relationships with our grandchildren. And, you know, one of them is, is a musician and, you know, they're both athletic and, you know, we're like to spend time with them. What did you do with your grandma before that? Um, We would go to the park together a lot. That was fun. (laughs) I love the fact that, you know, your grandmother was a volunteer before. um, And even when she was in the care homes, she wanted to include everybody. And what you said about going in there and just just talking to them. uh, One thing that we would notice with Mike's dad, if if a if a small child came in or if, if, you know, a young person came in, older people love that kind of interaction with with young people. 
having this program where people can go in and, and solve the puzzles and, and, and talk to them gives them a reason to make initial connection. But I would imagine some of these relationships, you know, grow into real friendships and uh, last for maybe a year or maybe more. Um, do you have relationships, say you went, you go into certain facilities and you have created a friendship, almost like a grandma, grandpa relationship with these people? Yes, definitely. I would say when I would volunteer with some people, I would really get to know them. I'd be excited to see them the next week. And I know lots of my volunteers from many different high schools and areas would always have that one senior they would love talking with and they'd be excited to see them. And every week they would go there they would just spend time with that senior. It was like their buddy. One of the things, and I'll tell you about my grandma, she lived on her own till she was 99 years old. And then she went into assisted living. But when we would go to visit, it was not only would she light up because she was getting us to come, but everybody else around lit up because there was somebody coming that was new, Fresh meat, I guess. <laughs> and we always, Bobby and I and our kids, were always very smiley towards all the others and saying hi to all the others and just talking to them, um, even if it was only for two minutes or, or, or a minute and a half, it always just seemed to brighten them up. And you can't pay for that type of feeling to give to somebody. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's so special. Do you ever have a situation where you're telling some young people about this and somebody says, why would you want to do that? I mean, I want to go and I want to play basketball or I want to hang out with my friends. Why, why would I want to do that? Does anybody ask you that? Um, sometimes. And I will tell them that, you know, it's making a difference in someone's life. And, you know, not only is it helping them, but it really helps you. Because, you know, it's a warm feeling in your heart and you get that empathy when you help someone and you can feel like you're making a difference. And I think that's something that everyone should feel. I have to think that it's fun. And, you know, old people aren't all the same. Some of them are playful, like Mike is, and some of them are detail-oriented. They have different personalities, different things that they're interested in. I think maybe it would help younger people to understand the fact that just because you're old doesn't mean you're, you're yeah, behaving a certain way. Yes, I agree. If you could use this platform to reach out to others, what would you say to them to, to, to get involved and to do things for dementia folks? I would say to them that they are not alone and just helping a single person can really make a difference in not only your life, but someone else's life. I wonder if there's one particular story that you would like to share with our listeners about someone that you made a connection with. Yes. Um, when I was at the hospital with my grandmother, after she got a subdural hematoma, I was sitting in the lobby and I saw this other girl and her grandparent was also in the hospital and she was crying and she's upset. And I went over to her and I talked about her. And her grandparent was also suffering from Alzheimer's disease. And I really connected with her. I said, you know, you're not alone. We're both in this together. And don't worry, because 
we will get through this together. And it really made me feel good because, you know, not only did I feel like I was helping her, but she was helping me because it made me feel not alone too, that I wasn't going through this alone, but there were others that were going through the same thing. And are you still friends to this day? Sometimes, yeah. We email and I have a lot of people that I have on Zoom calls where we all chat about our different experiences. So, you know, it makes us feel good that we're not alone, that we have someone to talk to. You know, I love the fact that you keep, you've said many, many times, you are not alone. You are not alone. Um, adult caregivers feel that same way. There's a sense of isolation, especially if they're, if they're a family caregiver. And, um, you know, it's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week for many years. Um, the message that you are not alone is so important. And the fact that you're making connections on a regular basis throughout the country and in other countries in the world is so important and so amazing. And thank you for all of the work that you do. Thank you. Keep up the good work and congratulations on your most recent um, award. And I'm sure you'll get much more recognition throughout your life. And thank you for being a guest on our podcast. We really enjoyed having you. Thank you so much. I enjoyed doing this so much. Thank you, caregivers. You are not alone. That's a very important message. Yeah. You can find more information about Haley and links to Kid Caregivers' website and Facebook pages on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That. I'm Bobby. And I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. So please subscribe to the show, go to iTunes and post a review, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question or issue you'd like for us to address, please post on the Roger That Facebook page. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that dot show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company.